Ladies and gentlemen, I am so flattered. I, you've no idea. I've been interviewing so many people for so many years and I still buzz and I certainly buzz on this man. This man has got a talent that I absolutely love. The joy he brings to the screens with Benidorm, I cannot tell you. And now, Scarborough, oh my word, Devin Lytton, Hello. Hello, Pete. How are you? Oh, I'm thrilled, thrilled to be talking to you. You must be elated. I'm really happy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been um, it's been it was a nervous um, few weeks and months uh, the run up to the start of the show. And as you know, it's it's quite different from Benidorm, and I didn't really know what the reaction would be. But we're yeah, we're thrilled with it. Can we talk about, uh, and you're a cracking writer, and a, by the way, a fine actor as well in your own oh, right. You. Um, can we talk about how you created Scarborough? Where where did it come from? Take your time and tell us, talk us through it. Well, it's funny because um, I did a, a thing for the BBC. I mean, I was very, very happy, you know, doing uh, Benidorm with ITV. And because we'd gone to hour-long episodes and um, nine episodes in a series, that kind of filled up my year, to be honest. And I always got offers to do other things, and but I was very happy to do that and very happy to be in Spain, um, where I'm talking to you uh, from now. Um, uh, but then the BBC asked me if I wanted to do this one-off sort of tribute kind of thing to Are You Being Served, um, which I did. And then... Uh, they enjoyed that and they liked that. And after that, they the BBC asked me to um, to write a sitcom, a studio sitcom uh, with a live audience. And I said, oh, that's an interesting idea. So I uh, I started writing one and I hated it. I absolutely hated what I didn't like what I was writing. I didn't like the subject matter. I, I felt like I didn't know the characters. So I thought, oh, and by this time, uh, series 10 of Benidorm was coming around. So I'd start writing that. So I had to put that on the back burner. And I was honest with them. And I said, look, do you know what? I, I've started writing this, but I, I really don't like it. And to, they were great. They said, Darren, write, just write what you want. Don't worry about that. We'd love to have a, a studio sitcom, but just write what you want. So they had to wait. Uh, I wrote um, Benidorm, and then uh, and then I wrote this series called Scarborough, and um, that's how it came about from the "Are You Being Served" uh, thing. So, where did the idea come from of this? The characters are amazing. The storylines are great. Where did the actual idea come from, and why Scarborough? I suppose what where it started was um, I wanted uh, people for lots of people, channels, production companies had been asking me for years to write Ben Dorm in the UK. That's that's to say not you know not a, a UK version of Ben Dorm, but just that kind of show, but set in the UK. And I didn't really want to do that, but what I did want to do was I wanted to set I wanted to write a piece that was set in a sort of um, either a village or a very small town where everybody knows everybody's business. Um, and what with, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all these things, everybody knows everybody's business everywhere. But I thought that's 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 where I started. And then from there I thought, well, and I had some of these characters and I thought, well, where do these characters live? And I literally just thought of somewhere in the UK that people that is beautiful, so it was a beautiful backdrop to the series, but somewhere that people don't 
instantly have, um, you know, that there's not instantly uh, the recognition. With Benadom, you say Benadom, most people know about Benadom or did before I wrote that show with Scarborough. I was thinking, now what do people do? People think I'm from Hull, so we used to go to Scarborough when I was a kid for like, you know, away days and that. But I used to think, do they think it's like Blackpool? Do they think, do they know how beautiful it is? And so I set it in Scarborough, but that's that's the only reason. And as you as you as you know, the um, it really is just a beautiful backdrop to the series. Um, it's not about the tourist industry, and it's not about um, the, the the sort of themes that we that we uh, looked at in Benidorm. It's about the people, the characters, and the relationships. But that's really why I, I just Scarborough is so beautiful, and I have such great memories of it as a child. That's fantastic. Now, as you know, because of Benidorm and all the work you've done, and you've done a, a, a huge body of work, people will snap your hand off if uh, you ask them to join, and people want to be uh, in the cast because they know it's going to be a success which this is yet again now tell me <laughs> is it a big thing to cast a program like this yeah definitely and and you know sometimes i've got people in mind when i wrote the lead uh, character of mike um i um i thought of jason manford um he's not not everybody knows knows him as an actor but uh as you can see, he's absolutely brilliant in this yeah. series. Um, I saw him in a show called uh, Ordinary Lies, I think it was called. Oh, he was brilliant in that. Yeah. Yeah, he was fantastic in that. And also, um, I mean, people know, a lot more people know now after episode one, but um, uh, he's just such a fantastic singer as well. He's a phenomenal singer. And I did want to um, keep the sort of, um, you know, I like the... <laughs> I do like my karaoke, and so as you I play, you don't the, do you? You <laughs> don't do you? Well, I, you know, I live fifteen minutes from Benidorm. I can, you can't avoid it. Um, so I wanted to have that in the pub, in the local pub, you know, and um, so I wanted people that could uh, sing. That's why we've got people like Jason Manford, uh, Catherine Tildesley, Claire Sweeney, who is just brilliant in the series. I absolutely love her. I saw Jason in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and that was the yeah. first time I'd heard him sing. Yeah, I mean, he's a phenomenal singer. He's incredible. Was it a difficult thing to write? It was the first... Uh, once I got this sitcom out of my head and got rid of all those characters, um, it, actually, um, it actually came quite easily, to, if I'm absolutely honest. And the way I write is I, I have a sort of – so I write the first episode, then I, I have a general sort of arc. I kind of know I kind of know where the characters are going. But when, when I start writing, quite often I go in a completely different direction. Um, there was there's something coming up next week in the show where I won't spoil it, but I honestly had no idea that was going to come up until I started writing it. So in, I know it sounds ridiculous, but sometimes I can't wait to write because I want to know what's going to happen. That's great. <laughs> I've got to talk about Benidorm. Did you honestly believe that it would become such a cult um, program that people just couldn't get enough of? No, not at all. I think I remember I did. Uh, it was the end of series two. 
And I did like, for the last call sheet, when we have, you know, the call sheet that tells everybody what time they've got to go to work and what scenes we're doing that day. For the last call sheet, I got them to print. I did like a cartoon thing. Uh, like it was like a cartoon template with all pictures from the series. And I remember the last the last picture in this in this uh, this thing that we just gave away with the call sheet in the morning, a bit of fun. And it said it was a picture of one of the little kids in it. Um, it was Chantel's son, who was called Coolio. And we had twins because you can't have one baby because if one cries, you use the other one sort of thing when you're filming. So we had these two twins on this last picture and a little speech bubble coming out of this uh, kid's mouth. And because and, he had his, his hand raised up with his finger raised in the air and it said, one more series, question mark. And I was that was genuine. I was like, I was saying, if we could do one more series, get three series, that would be brilliant. And then, of course, they threw the curveball ITV by saying, um, do you want to do hour-long episodes? Wow. And so Jeffrey Perkins, uh, my uh, then producer, um, and I sat and thought about this. And it wasn't just a case of, oh, you know, double money kind of thing. It was we really considered whether it was the right thing to do. And I think had it been on the BBC, it wouldn't have been the right thing to do. A BBC hour is, you know, 59 minutes. An ITV hour with the commercials is like 44 minutes. So it wasn't such a big stretch. But to answer your question, uh, no. I thought we'd do three series. Uh, Ten series is phenomenal, incredible. Unbelievable. I'm talking to uh, Darren Litton, who has got Scarborough out right now on Friday night on BBC One at 9.30. It's, I think, sensational. And I've had some happy times in Scarborough working all the holiday camps as a a comic and died a few times on my backside (laughs) in the area. Uh, I've just got to stay with Benidorm for a minute. Was it logistically hard to do? Because it was a working hotel, wasn't it? Uh, at the beginning, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we it's the Polykonos Hotel uh, for people that have ever been to Benidorm, and yeah, the first series we just filmed it in a, a working open hotel, which was a ludicrous idea, but somehow we uh, got away with it. Second series, we um, we decided to do the reception somewhere else because it was just too busy in the hotel. So we found these apartments that kind of had a reception that was a lot quieter, but it was still open. Uh, it wasn't until series three that we got what we called the pink house, which was this big uh, pink uh, building, which we took as a production office. But the we decided to build a standing set um, by series three. So what you see from series three onwards for the reception, uh, certainly, um, is 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 a set uh, in 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 Benidorm, uh, but certainly the um, the pool side stuff. The the people in the very deep background, they're people on holiday, and they were. Um, it was uh, it was always a bit hairy when people were um, you know trying to go about their holiday, and, and we had third assistant directors shouting, "Can you be quiet, please?" And they say, <laughs> "Don't tell, don't tell people to be quiet when they're on holiday." For do you know one of your gifts, and it is a great gift, and I, I promise you, hand on my heart, I really respect you for this. You will take somebody and put them in Benidorm, and you're going to do it in Scarborough and everything else you've done, and you see something that nobody else sees. You had some very quirky actors who weren't actors in it, and it worked, and you do it, don't you? You have this 
amazing talent to see something in somebody that works really well. I think it got to, by the end of Benidorm, I was just, I was just thinking back to my childhood and thinking, if they're still alive, I'll book them. <laughs> <laughs> but the last series, the last series we had, I mean, it was phenomenal. We had the Chuckle Brothers. We had Hale and Pace. I remember sitting at a table and there was Hale and Pace at dinner. Hale and Pace, uh, Sherry Hewson, the Chuckle Brothers, Shane Ritchie, John Chalice. And I was like, this is like, my last looking annual from 1987 or something. It's just unbelievable. Were you shocked when you got Joan Collins? Well, we didn't think it was going to happen because Joan, um, uh, Joan's agent was very, how can I put this diplomatically? Uh, it was uh, a, a bit of a challenge, to be honest. I think he, um, I think he's about twice as old as Joan. Uh, and this is not her current <laughs> agent. This is the agent when we, um, when when we were trying to book Joan, and we were saying, look, we've had no confirmation. We've we've not. We don't know if Joan's coming. We haven't sorted out her travel arrangements and stuff. And then this this um, agent who um, we'd we'd email him, and he'd he'd ring up and say, yes, now thank you. I've got that. That email's been received. Somebody's going to come tomorrow and print that out. So I'll see that tomorrow. Oh, and we were like, what? <laughs> and we were trying to book Joan Collins. And then we said, look. We've got to do something about this. You know, we haven't got a signed contract. She's supposed to be here next week. We haven't sorted out the travel arrangements, and we haven't got a contract signed by Joan. And he said, oh, don't worry about that. Joan's not signed a contract since 1958. <laughs> and then she arrived, Pete. I couldn't believe this. I got – this. Was, there was a – she was coming from a house in Saint-Tropez, and we were trying to get a business class flight – uh, but there weren't any to Alicante, so we were going to take uh, go to Madrid and then a three-hour limo from Madrid. Or it was all it was yeah. it was a nightmare, and it was all crumbling in front of our eyes. And then one morning, I got to work, and the pretty um, my producer uh, at that time, Lucy Armitage, said to me, "Have you heard about Joan?" And I went, "Go uh, well, She's not coming, is she?" He went, "No, no, she's coming, but she's coming on a private jet." Oh. I said, we're not paying for that, are we? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. And, and in the end, because it was such a palaver, Joan had been out for dinner with a friend. I mean, you know, it's great to have friends like this. And her friend had said, oh, we're not using the jet yeah. at, uh, next week. You can borrow that. I love it. I love it. Well, I remember, as you know, I'm a dear friend of the late Scylla. And I remember speaking to Paula Grady. We both rang each other and went, have you just had the call? And I went, yeah, have you just had the call? She's been offered <laughs> Benidorm. She's thinking about it. I said, you stupid. Mm-mm-mm. Get it. Paul said, are you real? Get the j-. I couldn't well, believe when she rang me and told me. Do you know what? It's so funny, Pete, because we, it was Scylla. It was my friend who was having dinner with Scylla, and my friend texted and said, would you have Scylla Black in your show? And I said, of course I would. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> and, um, and then when it came to it, to cut a long story short, um, she, um, th- th- they said they weren't going to do it. You know, her and her son, Bobby, they said, oh, it wasn't going to work out. And I said, oh, okay, that's, you know, not to worry. That happens a lot. You know, it's fine and stuff. Anyway, about a week later, um, Denise Welsh rang me and she said, Darren, um, can I ask you something? And I went, yeah. And she said, is the door still open for Scylla? 
<laughs> and I said, of course it is. The door's wide open. It always would be. And she said, so she'd... And then we found out she'd talked to you, she'd talked to Paul, she'd talked to Dale Winton, she'd talked, she'd asked everyone, everybody. Everyone, everyone, everyone. And everybody had said, and Cliff, she, has, she yeah. asked Cliff as well. But the only thing is, if we'd have known she was going to be a swinger, we'd have said no. <laughs> well, do you know what? Now, here's the funny thing. So at the end of that scene, the... the um, uh, with uh, Donald and Jacqueline... The late Donald... It, the, no, the late, lovely yeah. Kenny Island. Yeah, um, um, what it was, it was kind, it, was, it wasn't really, they'd no. just popped around yeah. to see her, you know, and it wasn't, it was kind of inferred, but it wasn't, you know, it she was didn't, it, she wasn't a swinger it. in it. Yeah. Then at the end, she said, oh, why don't I say, shall we all get in the hot tub together? <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. And then and this, this maid, Consuela, that she had, and then she said, oh, and I could call Consuela to get in the hot tub as well. And I'm standing there thinking, I can't believe Scylla Black's standing in front of me, suggesting that she's a full-on, her character in the show yeah. is a full-on swinger. She took it in great fun, and she had a, I think she had good fun. I know she had good she fun. Did. We she loved, loved her being loved there. Yeah. And she really just, you know, I mean, she was a huge star. I mean, the biggest, you know, television star we have, you know, we had. And um, for her to just, you know, go full on and, 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 and really get into it, uh, she was fantastic. Darren, I'm going to leave Benidorm now, but I want to say, uh, to finish off with Benidorm, thank you so much for the pleasure. I remember interviewing you a long time ago when uh, all the bottoms were out at the front, you know, the big guys, <laughs> and you said they wanted yeah, to do the a fireman. full... Didn't they want to do a full naked? <laughs> They said, we'll do a full <laughs> naked if you want. <laughs> oh, no, that's, yeah, yeah. We we uh, we paid them a beer and a kebab yeah. each uh, <laughs> to do that. They were firemen. They were yeah. so great. And we all thought, oh, it's lads on holiday. Yeah. And we said, I want you to be, you know, sit along this, this um, you know, along the front, actually. And like the obviously, like, the, the guy in charge went, okay, guys, here, I want you, here, I want you, there. And they all fell in line. It was like an army corps. It was yeah. incredible. But, yeah, we got them quite cheap, a kebab and a, and a bottle of beer. So thank you very much for Benidorm. Now, going back to Scarborough, it's on Friday night at 9.30. Yeah. If people haven't seen it, tell everybody what it's a little bit about. Well, basically, um, I guess it's what – what I was trying to do is like the first sort of comedy soap, really. So, I mean, with Benidorm, every show is sort of self-contained. You can, you can go on Netflix and you can dip in and out and watch one episode from there and one from here. You can't really do that with uh, with Scarborough. There's there's a there's a narrative from the beginning. It goes through to the end till episode six, um, and um, it's basically about a group of people that live in Scarborough. Our main sort of couple are Mike and Karen. They uh, are trying again. Basically, their relationship. They were they were with together. For, they were together for five years, and uh, but this is a few years down the line. Karen's been married and divorced since then they're having another go at their relationship basically and karen's mother marion is played by the brilliant stephanie cole um she they're all in the same little they live in the old town of scarborough which is it is a town but it's like a little village everybody knows everybody else and you've got the other characters you've got tony peroni who's like the local gangster played by jake canuso who played mateo in uh, benedorm you've got his girlfriend in that uh hayley cox who is uh, claire sweeney and she was also in benedorm 
Um, you've got Mike's best mate, Big Z, played by uh, Steve Edge. You've got brilliant people in it. Uh, Karen works in a hairdresser's, and the uh, that's Geraldine's of Scarborough. And Geraldine, she um, is played by Maggie Ollerinshaw. That's a name that not many people might not know. But uh, if you Google her and you see her face, you're, she's such a brilliant actress. As Well, as you know, we've just got such an incredible team on, on this show. Both uh, an amazing producer, Jill Isles, that, that did um, uh, Peter Kay's Car Share and uh, the, the, the uh, Detectress with Mackenzie Crook. And everybody's just got such an amazing CV, a great pedigree and... Do you know what? I, I I didn't know what was going to happen because I directed this as well, Pete. So um, I I really needed all the sort of planets to align. I just thought, I, you know, we, we can't recreate what we had with Benidorm because that was sort of, it was a completely different show. But I think we got it. I think we got it with this. Are you pleased with Scarborough? I'm so pleased with it. I, you know, they say pride is a sin, and if it is, I'm going to hell because I'm so proud of the show. I'm so proud of everybody uh, that's in it, everybody that's connected with it. I just, I really, you know, I've never, I always sort of say, you know, what will be will be, and, and if BBC want another series, um, that would be amazing. But I, I, I tell you, I, I'm so keen. I don't know about the audience, but I'm so keen to find out what happens with these yes. with these characters. Absolutely. Uh, are you working on anything? Do you know? I'm writing my uh, book, the Benidorm Diaries, right now. I'm here in Spain in my little office in my back garden, and um, I'm writing. I've been writing this book for about two and a half years, on and off. Benidorm kept getting in the way. Um, so now I've got like a clean run of it. I should have I should uh, finish it in the next uh, about three weeks, and that's basically the story of how we made Benidorm and all the amazing guest stars and all the people involved with it. So that'll be should be on sale by Christmas. So there's going to be another interview in the uh, pipeline soon. Yes. Oh God, no! I'll, I'll be begging you for an interview when this <laughs> book comes out. <laughs> Devin Lytton, thank you for talking to us. They're all on iPlayer, so you can go back and watch them again. Cheers, Pete. Thank you very much.